0: Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word.
1: Now, today's message. Alright, I hope you came with your Bible. Lift your Bible. This is my Bible. I believe in what it says. And I'll become what it says. And I'm a victor. In life. Do what it says. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want to share with you briefly on... We must give thanks. amen um, i've had I've had a moment some moments of deep reflection, and the more I reflect on a lot of things uh, the more I get to this whole point of Understanding that we must give thanks to God it's not an option, it's a must. You know, reading through our Bible many times, we come across a lot of scriptures that make us sort of Entitled to things in the Bible. So there are a couple of scriptures that you read here and there. Like in Malachi 3 10. 3, 10. Bring you all the tithe into my storehouse and there may be meet in my house. And you see that word, improve me now here with, said the Lord of Hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Hallelujah. Go to Genesis. Genesis eight twenty-two. They lay not while the it remaineth sea time and harvest time and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. So when you read scriptures like this and many other, it makes you feel entitled to a lot of things. So that is like Um You are in a position to call the shots with God. Amen. But um, let's be honest. That's not what it is. You get it. It's not what it is because we are just a negligible fraction. I mean, we are non-entities, human beings. If 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 they bundle all the people on Earth and gather an entire of us together, and you go beyond a certain region of the atmosphere. You won't even see a dot. Imagine the whole earth even disappears after a while, then the people on it. So, in my thoughts and reflections, I just came to a point where I realized I know that we must be thankful. So I want to share a few thoughts with you, a few thoughts to reflect on for your personal life that I believe will help you be thankful. Amen. So number one, you must be thankful or we must be thankful to God because God doesn't owe us anything. Amen. God doesn't owe us anything. How many of you have felt God owed you something? Especially after paying your tights. After sowing your seeds. Or after working for him. or after giving prophets honor, and you, it made you entitled, At some sometimes it made you to talk to God anyhow. Job 41.11 Amplify. You see, Job says, Who has first given to God? This is God talking to Job, trying to show Job that he doesn't owe anyone. Say amen. Who had given to me that I should repay him? Whatever is under the whole heavens is mine. You see, when you understand that God doesn't owe you anything, it leaves you in a state of indebtedness towards Him. I mean, we are nothing. You know, I've really been thinking a lot about a lot of things. Like, have you heard this word and so what? Like, God can just put one and so what on you, and you are that's it, that's it. And it's not like there's a bigger person to go and argue with. I don't know if you get it. For instance, if we are in church and someone did something to Pastor Isaiah, Pastor Isaiah could come and say, oh, I'm going to tell Papa. God forbid Papa to say, Papa does something to Pazaza. Who I'll go and tell? But even in his case, he can go and tell maybe Prophet Solo. Oh yes, I've told you guys if at any point you feel I'm going wrong, I'm not preaching what the Bible is saying, always go and report me. I I think I've told you that before. But be sure you know what you are doing before you go. But I've given you the freeway. But who is going to, if God, if a Supreme Court judge hits a stamp and says this is a final, who, who can fight against him? I've got it tonight. This is the end. Who, 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 who is above God to petition? I don't know if you understand the God that you are tussling with. If he says, okay, fine now. You know how you are dealing with someone and say, hey, like maybe I'm talking to Nathan. Stop. Yeah, yeah, he's not stopping. Then Okay, sit. Go, go to bed. Who in the house will stop that don't, don't go to bed now? So he says, who has first given to me that I'm, I should repay him? Whatever is under the whole heaven is mine therefore, who can have a claim against God? God who made the unmastered crocodile. Listen, God doesn't owe any of us anything. Even if he said he would do it, he has a right to say he would do it or he won't do it. I don't know if you get me. It's like sometimes, government of Ghana will tell someone, work for me, I'll pay you then they've done the work and everything. But then at the end the day, they tell you, we can't pay. That's what is happening. People have bought bonds. They say, we are sorry. We, we can't pay you now. What can you do? Government takes your line and says, it's mine. There are certain things. When the government steps in, you've lost. Like, you don't, you can't, you see, Jesus told Paul something. He said, it is hard to kick against the pricks. There are certain entities that you can't fight against them. I don't know if you understand. Like God is too powerful. God is too big that you see a small kukruz like Pastor Mubarak arguing with God. God forbid. Or oh, what? And that was Job and God. He said, what? What? What is your problem? Go back to the scripture in Job. Who has first given to me that I should repay him? So brothers and sisters, you must give thanks because God doesn't owe you anything. You rather owe him life. You owe your life to him. You owe your breath. You owe your strength. Everything you have. Sometimes you see men. We talk. Like, we, you know, men. We have a way we talk. Do you understand? And it's it says that God is merciful. If God wants you to look at how we talk, by all of us will not be here. Someone says I gave up. For instance, when sometimes I'm preaching, I say I gave up my master. What, for what you gave up? What you gave up? Where did you get it from? I sacrifice. Sacrifice. Where, where did that strength come from? So as I said I'm thinking, like, I look at Turkey, people who are dying, and some, I don't know if some of you have some bad news here and there, like and you just reflecting like Charlie, God is God. Oh. Let's sit up. I'm telling you. Like he's God. He's God. He just one small... You see all these things happening in the world. Corona didn't really teach us a lesson. But all these funny things that are coming up, wars here, earthquakes, is just showing how powerful like things are beyond us. That a 45 was the name minute or oh, forty-five second shaking can wipe out more than forty thousand people. You see that man is so vulnerable. Man is nothing. We don't we, we we don't even understand. When you when you think deeply and see that ah me crash I'm here like my who you know my who? You see, like, yeah, we go and come, we do everything, we wake up. It's like, it brings a certain sense of pride. So that somehow we even have the guts to be offended at God. But who are you? Actually, but who are you? You are nothing. We are nothing. We are nothing. From the richest to the smallest. You are nothing. And man is so fragile. Man is so what? Fragile. You're welcome, sir. Man is so fragile. Giving thanks is a must to God. Because God does not owe you. You see, the reason why sometimes we don't give thanks to God is because we feel he should have done more. And per our measurement he has fallen short. So we are waiting for him to step up. You see, before we render our thanks. But that's comes from a very foolish way of thinking because what you, what you feel entitled to, it doesn't owe you. I don't know if you can get me. <clears throat> let's say Nathan is my son. Or, or not like, let's say <clears throat> Nathan is my son. Nathan goes to school <clears throat> and comes home and tells me, oh, I have, not even, let me know, you. there's a better example here. We are trying to, we put a little girl in school about two, three weeks ago. She started going to school, everything. And we have to pay her fees, uniform, everything. So I was just asking about her and Pastor told me, ah, we, they went to the house, and no, they, they, the girl's hair is bushy, and they ask the father that the father should give him money. I mean, we are giving her chop money, everything. Just give your child, your daughter, 10 CDs to baba her hair. And do you know what the father said? What are you people, say you people are already there. Like Because we are there, why don't we do it? You see, we don't owe you. You are not entitled to what you are demanding. <laughs> That you wake up and breathe and sleep doesn't mean God owes you. God doesn't owe you 70 years. Neither does he owe you 80 years. If you are alive today, is by his mercies. Who has first given to Whoever. You know, the reason why we feel God owes us is because we feel we've given him something. But he's asking, where did you give it to me first? Who gave who first? You gave me money. Who gave life? Before your first money, where were you? Before you ever knew what money was. Before you ever knew what a seed was. Before you ever knew what a sacrifice was. Before you ever knew what it meant, what it meant to have your first iPhone to even come and put in the offering. Where did it come from? So who where did he where did you give him first? We are going back to the record. We are tracing. Okay, on this day. You see, EcoBank owes you. So they pull out the bank statement. They say, okay, on this day, you made a deposit. Okay, okay, it means that's true. Per the records, you made a deposit. But now you go to EcoBank and they trace and they can't find where you made the deposit, but you claim that they owe you. So where did God owe you first? As you are feeling so entitled, as we feel so entitled, as we are going and coming, it's like, okay, I When I saw this, I was shocked. It, I see It's come out of deep reflection that it's not, it, God doesn't really owe us anything. Like, in the scriptural. Yes, he said, give and I'll give. I'll cause it to be given. But, to be honest, it doesn't mean that He he's mandated to. I don't know if you get what I mean. It's not like that. He will do it, but that should not make us feel. Because if you look too too carefully, that first giving you give, where did it come from? Yeah. So, number one, you must give thanks. See, knowing first that God doesn't owe you anything. People who have that sense of entitlement. People who feel God owes them things are people who don't give thanks. Amen. Number two. You must give thanks because nothing is guaranteed for anyone. All things are by his mercies. Nothing is guaranteed for any of us. Like, I give my phone to Vanessa. Vanessa doesn't have a phone. I give my phone to her. And she keeps using it. Doesn't mean that after a while she should think that I've dashed it to her. that I live in the house with Pastor Isaiah and he has to run some errands sometime by electricity. So, Pastor, take the car. Doesn't mean that now when he's going to do his own one or two, he should take the car. We begin to feel things are guaranteed we begin to feel it's a norm that God gave us oxygen today doesn't mean it is guaranteed tomorrow. That's the sad truth. That God gave you life doesn't mean that it is guaranteed tomorrow. You see, nothing is guaranteed in life Proverbs 21, 27, 1. Do not boast of yourself and tomorrow. For you know not what a day may bring forth. Do not what? Boast. Give me a message. Don't brashly announce what you are going to do tomorrow. You don't know the first thing about tomorrow. It's not guaranteed. That's why you are not giving time. You see, you you think you have tomorrow. You think you you think that um, God owes you eighty years on earth. Everything is a promise. People don't give thanks because it has become so normal whatever God has given them. And now they feel they can have it every time. One time I told someone in the church I told him he was starting a business. I told him, listen, I said, anytime you are hungry pass by the house and eat. So First night, he passes by the house. Second night, he's in the house. Third night, then I think on a subsequent occasion, they are bringing me food in the church, and he asks the person who's bringing me the, where's mine? Like, don't you know I'm supposed to be? But was that what I said? It wasn't something he was supposed to demand. It was just something, oh, if you are tied up, just pass by. once in uh, two weeks we just come around. You see, you don't have a sense of entitlement. you can be disappointed. We can. When uh, when uh, all these thoughts I'm sharing with you are thoughts, I just want you to just, just think about. It, it will make you a more appreciative person of God. You get it. You wake up. You go and come. You wake up. You go and come. So you think going and coming is normal. It's not normal. Someone went and they never came back. You sit on a plane, you go and come. So you think once you sit on a plane, you must land. It's not, it's not always like that. Don't forget, whatever you are doing that you are alive. Someone did it and died though. Whatever you are doing, even wearing a dress, eh, Someone tried to wear trousers and fell and died. Yes, I've heard a story like that before, of a mayor who said no program will happen in a in a city and something. And he said, then the next day when he was wearing his, he said over his dead body. The next day when he was wearing his dress, he instead of putting his two legs. One leg here, you put the other. Someone was just drinking water, took down water and died. They're sleeping, you sleep and wake up. Someone slept and didn't wake up. The church, you sitting and go. Someone went inside and didn't come back. What is what is this thing of now be, taking everything normal? I everything like it's an ordinary. There's nothing ordinary in life. There's nothing mundane. There's nothing like, I don't know if you get me. It's not, to wake up to a new day, beautiful sunlight, happy mood, it's not something you must, it's not normal. Sometimes, you see, we trivialize, you say, who has a miracle? Someone will say, I woke up today, I'm feeling so healthy, I'm happy. Oh, no, that's not a miracle. No. It is a miracle. It is a miracle. As you are thinking of the big one, think of the small one you have that someone did not get. Because that small one you are seeing is not a miracle. It's actually someone's big, big prayer point he's praying for. Someone, as we are are talking right now, You see the oxygen you breathe for free? Someone's prayer is, Lord, let them take this oxygen off me so I can have the normal oxygen. You see this walking, you walk free without any pain. Someone's prayer in life is, Lord, if I can only move my leg and this pain will not be there. It should not be normal for you. It should not be normal for me. Hallelujah. James four thirteen. Are you receiving something? Amplify. James four. Thirteen. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow. We will go into such a place, such a a city, and spend a year there, and carry on our business, and make money. Verse 40. Yet you do not know the least thing about what may happen tomorrow. You see how normal our talking sometimes are. I'll do this, I'll do that. And you don't even know. Today I was talking, I was in the hall, and Nathan came to sit by me. Then I put on the cartoon for him. And immediately he recognized the cartoon. Smiled and started singing. I noticed. A miracle. I gave him his tablet. The tablet is like this. Well, you know sometimes the thing is turned like this. Quickly when I give he noticed he turned it like this. I noticed a miracle. Why? It's not normal. Some children cannot see. You can turn it. For him to turn it, it means that his mind is telling that what he's reading or what he's seeing is not all right, so he has to turn. It's a miracle. It's, it's a miracle. Let us be thankful. What is the nature of your life? You see. You are you are really but a what, a wisp of vapor, a puff of smoke, a mist, that is visible for a little while and then disappear. You see, we are nothing. I don't know if I'm in church. You see, for what you what you think God has not done, eh, it's, it's okay. But preserve the little He has done because He one you can even lose that small thing that you are you are not thankful for imagine the one that <laughs> imagine you don't you you maybe you have a house is a wooden house then you are actually angry with god because he has not moved you into a chamber and hall or a two bedroom or whatever okay what, what if that wouldn't one, he takes it away from you? What will you do? And if you talk too no to know, what if he takes your life too? Have you thought about that? <laughs> Amen. So he's trying to show us how fragile we are. Verse 14 Gimme King James. He said, What is your life? It is even a vapor that appeared for a little time and then vanished out you. That is how our lives are. Just when you think deeply, you see that. Ah, Charlie, let me just walk cool and go. yeah Cool. Tally. everything is by message of God. Oh. Everything is by what the message of God. You know when we go for sons of the prophet, may the dear God, man of God so we rest in peace. There's this man of God, he's very close to Bishop Bempa. He comes around. You don't have to put this picture, don't worry. I, was, I woke up Monday morning, he put on the page, he said, he passed. And what? What? What are you talking about? Okay, what happened? He fell sick? No. What Happened to him. I began to think 31st night. Did this man know that by February he, and then he will not be? In fact, he had he was returning for a ministry trip in the Volta region, and that's why someone shared it as said, I met you. You told me that I should watch this program on that, that the next day done. And I should, you should. The person said, type. He told the "Man, oh, I'll be doing this program. You see, tomorrow is ours. When you think about this, suddenly you become sober, and you every move of yours is like God willing. Oh, if God permits, you know. And you don't just say it because it's a cliche; you say it because you mean it. And guess what? He never, he, he was never on the program. On fire for. Is that, how do you explain this? So then, it don't say that. It's truly by the message of God. Charlie, God doesn't owe us anything, no? (laughs) My third reflection. We must understand that we are not special than others. Why? Because sometimes when things happen to people, we rule it off by thinking that we are special. We are special. But when you think of someone who is more special than you, who a calamity has befallen, that's when it dawns on you that, hey, you cry, are not safe. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Like, excuse me, a prophet. Eh? A prophet. He's in a meeting. He prophesies people's name, everything. He's like, you know that this is a prophet. His name is prophet, so-so and so. Then he goes to get an accident. Then you, you can't even see mosquito. are you not going to be scared? Those who even have eyes? (laughs) You, you are here, you can't even see. If a mosquito was passed, you can't even see it. It it makes you feel that. You can't, you see, don't have this. uh, And that's our problem with Christian. When something happens, it's like, oh, media, God forbid. It's true, it's true. But the point that we are trying to make here, in as much as you are trying to specialize yourself. Also, let it dawn on you your sense of dependence on God. Because that's our only sense of refuge. Like, you see what happened in Turkey the, the footballer who died he was a Christian. Or you think he was not a Christian. Luke 13, 1. This is Jesus talking. There were present at the season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. 2. And Jesus answered unto them, Amplified, give me Amplified. And he replied by saying to them, do you think that these Galileans who were greater do you think these Galileans were greater sinners than all the other Galileans because they have suffered in this way? So when people go through things, sometimes we, we step back and feel like oh me, the way I know God, me, this calamity can never be for Me. Me. My prophet. My prophet, he's sharp. The prophet himself, he needs God. I know I know that ah <laughs> three. I tell you, but unless you repent, you see, unless you change your mind for the better and hardly amend your ways with abhorrence of your past sins, like the persons of not giving glory to God and not appreciating him for every second you have, it can happen to us. That we must be careful of thanksgiving. I'm not, I'm not supposed to preach tonight, but I felt like God said, let me preach this message. And we are, cance- we are, we, we I will make the announcement later. But, tonight you must, you sh- you, 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 this message must, yes a must, you, you are supposed to hear it. You see, you will all likewise perish. That word, like, you will all, you will all. What he's trying to teach is that. Let me tell you, God, there are no special who, it's not that the people in Turkey are worse than the people in Accra. No. Verse 4. Or those eighteen on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were more guilty offenders than all the other others who d- dwelt in Jerusalem? Well, sometimes when people, something happens to people, then the next thing is, you start rationalizing things. This guy, I don't think he understands giving. That's why maybe he died. This guy, I don't think he knows seed sowing. This guy, I don't think he has a covering. This guy, I don't think he has a profit. This guy, I don't think. But wait till the day you see someone who is deeply into the same things you are doing and even more. And even what? More. You know, let some humility come into us. Sometimes people feel they are special. When everyone, the, I feel I'm special. It's you are nothing. Just one thing. It just you. You shake to your knees like human beings are nothing. Uh, <clears> to <throat> so stop thinking you are special. They are not special like that. Hey! Sometimes you hear some special people have gone and you yourself, you are shaking. Yes. Hey. Because some people believe in their prophet. You will see someone who believes in his prophet, believes that Charlie, if I have this man, nothing bad will happen. And Charlie, I'm okay. Then you will see, you no, know, then maybe that prophet has lost a very dear person. And suddenly he you say, hey, Charlie? And <laughs> he God, he doesn't have specials like that, too. I a gift give thanks. Number what, Number four. You must understand that God chooses who to be kind to. And who to show mercy to in the day of need is not in your power. It is God. <clears throat> you see, <clears throat> that is why in the earthquake, after one week, they went pull a little baby. Baby survived, but grown up didn't survive. Once I had a story of how uh, one of my lecturers had an accident. Nasty one. He was driving a Santa Fe. The person was saying, he said he collided with the other car. The other one, I think there were about five people. The man came from Germany. They were going for Furnasar, all of them. His car, look at the impact. The, the car collided and the, the compression, the force, pressed the engine and it removed the engine from the car. Two it several meters away man came out, not with a scratch. He's a man of God. But another man of God is driving, boom, he dies. It's that ability to exempt is in the hand of God. It's not in your power to deter. So you must, when you know these things, it brings a certain humility in your heart. The ability who will show you mercy. It's not in, in the day of trouble. It's not like your prophet knows how to pray. There are people that, brother, <coughs> they've they've passed senior men of God prayed. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Quite unfortunately, I can't. really pick up any... Yeah. There are people naturally they were not feeling too good. All the prophets prayed. A great prophet in... I don't I've forgotten. But, you see, sometimes even a prophet, you see that he has access to other prophets. Other senior prophets. Then... Loved one will go. It's the power is in the hand of God. It's not in the hand of man. Man doesn't have you see, that's where we make the mistake that sometimes because we are God uses us, we go, we come. So you can easily think that <laughs> man has some power. But man has no power. Are you here? All power belongs to God. Yeah. <clears throat> Romans 9, 15. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. 16. So then God's gift is not a question of human will and human effort, you see, that you were saved or you were healed or you were blessed, that you received a miracle, it's not because of the power of your prophet. Because your prophet is negligible in the equation. It's in the hand of God. When I say God bless you, who, who is blessing you? I didn't say bless you. God bless you. All power belongs to So, If you know who we are dealing with, you you will start living your life in a certain fear and awe and a certain reverence with your father. So then, God's gift is not a question of human will and human effort, but of God's mercy. Oh, you see, It depends not on one's own willingness nor his strenuous exertion, as in running areas, but it's on God having mercy. King James said, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but it is of God who showeth mercy. In church, this is why you must give thanks. It's not, and mean see you say, I saw you are powerful. I saw you powerful. I saw you are powerful. Prophet, I saw powerful. I saw you are powerful. you Do you get it? Everything you see a man of God do is, is given from heaven. Giving. Hallelujah. I'm so preaching. Number five, I'm just sharing with you some of my reflections as I've been contemplating about Thanksgiving in the past few weeks. These are some of my cogitations, the understanding I've derived. Number five, you can lose everything in a day. I mean, you cry, what do you have? How much is your account? I think I'm I'm maybe I'm even talking to the wrong people because I I wanted to come and talk to people who have like one million dollars. I know you have it in your heavenly account. But the truth of the issue is, let me tell you, you can lose no matter what you have, be it a job, be it some savings, be it security. Never boast or never feel confident of something stored up. It can vanish in a day. Let's say in Turkey, a rich man, in fact, I saw a post, they said they are suing a certain company. Why? Because I think their building collapsed. So they didn't understand why that building should collapse. Yeah. So somebody was taking rent from people, now it has been, he doesn't have the building again. On top of that, he's going to be sued. Maybe the people who even die more, God forbid, but... It's, it's devastating. you get it. Someone working at a bank, okay, holding his Mercedes Benz car key, then lives in a plush, he's bought a $300,000 condominium or apartment, works in a beautiful bank, goes home, Sleeps, wakes up, goes to work. Maybe he's getting coffee, or even gets knocked out in this earthquake. He escapes. Then he was going to bed. He had an apartment. He had a car. Now he comes out. He doesn't even have clothes to wear. He's at the mercy of you and it. You can lose everything in a day. Everything can go off in a day. Everything can go off in a day. First Samuel 3, 12. Look at it. In that day I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will all make it an end. In what? In one day. (laughs) It is taking him several years to be anointed. But he says in one day I will finish him. A ministry can go down in a day. A great life can go down in it. Don't you see it every day? Today you see a footballer, all oh, big, short, whatever. The ones we see today are the ones of, who were in our Father's and our Mother's Day. But as we grow, we'll see, our children will come and see great footballers who too will be saying, oh, please, can you give us something? Can you give us something? Because that's life. Things go down and you don't know. You understand. In that day. In what? Then go to First Samuel 4 16. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that come, come, came out of the battle, and I fled today out of the army. And he said, What is there done, my son? 17. The messenger answered, said, Israel is fled before the Philistines. And there had been also a great slaughter among the people. And thy two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead. And the ark is taken. Eighteen. And it came to him when he made mention of the ark that he fell from the sea back side, and his neck broke and he died. One day, pew, everything gone. Job 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and the man was perfect. Continue. There were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance was also 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she asses. Do you think he produced all this in one day? how can you produce 5,000, what, 7,000 sheep in a day? He amassed all over a period. But one day, the guy was just sitting down. Verse 13. And there was a day when his sons, a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their elder, elder brother's house. And there came a message said, and the oxen were plowing, their asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them, took them away, they slain. Continue. While he was yes speaking, there came another. Same day. 17. While he was yet speaking, there came another. So, what is all this? You, bad news can come. Bam, 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 bam. Again, don't say that was Jobo. It cannot be me. Oh. Let it create a certain humility. Do you get it? Uh, that's the purpose. So that when you think of all this, it will drive you on your knees often. A fear will enter you that will lead you often into your, on your knees and ask God, show me mercy. Show me mercy. Show me mercy. So why should you give thanks? If you don't give thanks, your opportunity to be alive can be taken away from you. Are you here? The opportunity you have to live can be what? Taken away from you. If God if God the day God is come home, what can you do? Which prophet can pray? Which pastor can intercede? If God writes it and says this is it. If God has not commanded it, it won't come to power. But when God commands it, that's it. So you must give thanks to Him. Number two. The last one. You should give time because the opportunity to fulfill your purpose can be redrawn from you on any day. Sometimes when we have the privilege of doing things for God, it gets into our heads. We become proud and we begin to act up. But don't forget that whatever you are doing for God, that opportunity can be taken. Hallelujah. That opportunity can't what taken, and you will not have the opportunity again. We must give thanks. It's a must. Are you here? Are you Are you okay? Thanksgiving is not something you you have to joke with. Thanksgiving is not something that you should think God, I don't know how to put it, but you think it's a fever you are doing God. No. It's something we must deliberately consider. And so we want to just lift up our hands tonight. As we stand on our feet.
0: listening To this podcast, visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.